And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, hey guys. Welcome hey, to we 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. I'm joined by Steve, Whiskey 7 United, Delta India. And here we are. Here we are. We are in the holiday season, thick in it. And uh, happy Hanukkah to our friends who celebrate that. Happy Hanukkah to those who don't. Uh, as we uh, head into uh, these days, thanks for everybody who joined the uh, 100 Watson Wire pre-show. We had a great conversation going there. Multiple mm -hmm. topics. We talked about magic. We talked that about antennas. Awesome. We talked about things that probably shouldn't talk about at all. <laughs> like things that should stay private. <laughs> Yeah, and cups and balls. cups and balls. So anyway, if you're into that sort of thing, we uh, we did a little bit of talking about that. But this is a weekly ham radio talk show. We've been around since 2015 and just recently started up here on YouTube. Now you can see the show and hear the show. Take the show with you and listen whenever you like. And uh, one of the things that I really enjoy that we're doing is we're doing questions. We're taking questions every week. And then I can sort of parse those out into smaller chunks and I've created a playlist. So it's just going to be a repository of information for us that maybe you'll dip back in and go, Oh, they talked about off center fed dipoles this time. Let's see, you know, so a couple of times a week we're putting out some, uh, some Q and a type of stuff that you can poke around through the, uh, playlist what's going on with you today steve i see you've uh, adjusted your stuff you've got a collins back there you yeah. temptress look at you yeah we changed the the angle here in the shack and uh and you know as we talked earlier about you know changing up of the setup here so uh, the pc's gone the mac is in play and here we go and Mickey Mouse is back. Mickey Mouse is back. There was a little bit of controversy, if yeah, you will. We had uh, we had someone who came by and said, "Steve, I got a note for you before I go." It was Jason. <laughs> I was like, "Oh Lord, here we go." And uh, he said, "You need to bring back that Mickey cup." Yep. And uh, I was like, "Oh." And okay. then the story that that ensued of of the Mickey cup. So. Yep. There was uh, some sentimental value. A cup mm -hmm. was broken. And yes, uh, was replaced, so it's back right now. So we're happy to have that cup. He also told me uh, that I was his first HF contact, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, just say some good mornings here. Here's good morning, Jeff. Jeff. Good morning to you. Kilo One Juliet Papa. Oops. Kilo One Juliet Delta Papa. Hello Papa. to you. Yeah. We also have, uh, let's see, look at this name. Is that Chris? Canis. Majorius? Something. Y'all lie to us. We we don't know who this is. <laughs> Whiskey Ford, Charlie, Whiskey Lima. Good morning. Well, good morning. Uh, one of our favorite parts of the week, at least mine, is to uh, be able to interact with all you guys. Appreciate that. Hey, good uh, morning, Mister Evbrita. We'll go with the call Evbrita. sign. Kilo, Kilo seven, seven. Bravo, Charlie Echo. Good, good morning. morning. And here's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. It's Kilo Golf Seven, Foxtrot, Oscar Foxtrot. Uh, hello to him. Alan has also joined us here. Kilo Echo 8 <laughs> flu. Uh, Kilo Echo 8 flu. flu. All right. Nice. I think I think that's a good call sign. Uh, Jarrett's around too. We're going to be talking this morning about 
Elmer's. And I mentioned this on the pre-show, but not everybody makes it there. And people will be watching this later and listening to it later. But in the pre-show, I mentioned that I feel that, you know, we have Thanksgiving week and we are with our families and we're thankful for our families. Uh, those of us who are still fortunate to be working right now and earning, it's all about trying to stay paid, you know, and, and get through and try to stay healthy in, in these uh, difficult times. But there's this time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I think that there should be some internationally recognition, international holidays or day devoted to our Elmers, our mentors, our teachers in ham radio. And if it can't be a thing, I don't, even, I don't know how that works. If it has to be sort of maybe the league has to see it or maybe I'm, I'm missing something or maybe uh, it's something you know else. But we can do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do is, it. And this, so is the day. Let's, this is the day where What's we want to recognize day? our Elmers. Second Saturday, I need my big white wig <laughs> and I need a thing to mallet it. We're going to make it so this is the week. That's in between uh, the, the holidays where we celebrate our Elmers, the importance of Elmers. We've been wanting to talk about this for a long time. And most of us would say, if we're being honest with ourselves, we wouldn't really know what we know now, if not for somebody helping and helping pick exactly. us up uh, when, when we're stuck. Uh, whether that's sharing tools, you know, whether that's just teaching and being patient. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is uh, finding somebody yeah. who's... Patient. Yeah, answering questions. I mean, it, it's even though you might not consider yourself an Elmer, but you know, ask, you know, helping out someone or answering questions, and uh, you're Elmering, you're passing it on, you're passing on the knowledge and sharing it. So you might not consider yourself an Elmer, but you know what? You could be an Elmer. You might be an Elmer. And that sounds you like uh, you, you might be a, a redneck. What was that line? The comedian, <laughs> you might be a redneck. Well, you might uh, be an Elmer. Foxworthy, yep. Jeff Foxworthy, a classic, a classic comedy bit. But you mm -hmm. may Good be an morning. Elmer. Go ahead. Yeah, you morning, may be Glenn. an Elmer. He's November 6th. Golf Echo Bravo. Good morning to you. We also have Kevin joining us. And morning, uh, Kevin. I want this to be a very interactive show anyway. Now that we're live streaming, it's important that you're a part of this conversation. And I'm going to try to keep a good eye on the comments. Good morning to Kevin. Good morning to Ray. Uh, he's morning, November Ray. 6th. Romeo Alpha Yankee. Uh, let's see here. We have Matt. Matt's here. Kilo Echo 8. Oscar Charlie Zulu. Zulu. Good, Good morning, morning, Matt. You, Matt. How you doing, buddy? Scrolling through here. Everybody's uh, stopping by and saying hello. And Appreciate yeah, remember, get your name and call sign because that way you can be eligible for the antenna drawing. Great point. So anytime keep you keep it coming in. Anytime you put your call sign. Uh, in the chat today, you'll be eligible to win the antenna, like Steve has said. Now, this could get a little tricky, so um, we may as well get your call signs in there now as you're saying hello. That'll be great, because I do want to ask you what the call sign of your Elmer is, and that could be, I don't, you know, he could be, a, or she could be a silent key. It could get a little tricky later, so go ahead. If you're here with us now, go ahead and put your call signs in, and uh, you'll be qualified at any time. Ed, you made it. <laughs> hey, here we talked to Ed in the uh, earlier meet and greet, and I, I'm going to lean on him for a question later in the show about licenses and people coming uh, to other countries. Could be Germany, could be somewhere else from, say, America, and how these residual agreements work out. He may know a little bit more about that they can share. Good morning to David, and good, good morning. morning to Paul, WD9GCO. Hey. Paul, the, uh, how you doing, buddy? 
on the Voices of Amateur Radio Newsline. Speaking of Amateur Radio Newsline, we are going to uh, launch a new segment uh, with some members of Amateur Radio Newsline, which I'm also so cool. a part of that team. We're going to be talking about uh, two stories each week, one that you really shouldn't miss, something that is definitely um, in your best interest to kind of see or know that's happening, and another one that maybe didn't make the cut that you may not have heard about. So we'll be doing that, and we'll start that next week. Karen Eve Murray will be here, and Paul will join us as well. So that's uh, something to look forward to. Rosa is hey, here. Rosa. Rosa made it. She is uh, one in antenna. She's actually received her antenna now, oh, and I, I hope to hear how it plays for her. She's Kilo Mike 6, Papa Romeo Charlie. Yeah, get it up. I'll, if we got it on 20 meters, I'll swing the beam down towards uh, Six Land, and we'll that work. Sounds cool. That sounds cool. Phillip's there. He's in uh, South Central Kansas. Good morning. He's whiskey. Wisco. Uh, Wisco. I'm saying Wisco. Boy, <laughs> the tongue isn't working. I need more Bailey. You need. You need some Bailey in that coffee. <laughs> I need to stop this talking so much. Whiskey Oscar Romeo Hotel Papa. Let's see, uh, Marty. He says he made it. Good morning he to you, it, Marty. Marty. He was first in the uh, in the meet and greet. Oh, yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, our meet and greet started about 45 to 50 minutes before the actual recording of this show. You're always welcome to join us. And we give you a key. It's like a pass. You can come in and say hello if you like. So many people stopping by and saying good morning. We appreciate you. Good morning, good morning Steve. Steve. Good morning, Jesse. And we have Michael here. Kilo Bravo, too. Oh, he said hello, I think. And uh, Alan. Alan. Good so morning. as we go, this is how wow. it gets it. It gets nice, nice group in here. Busy. Good morning, guys and gals. And man, it's hello great to have Hampton. you here. Thanks for being here. Yeah, we appreciate you. And the topic we're going to focus on as we go. And we're going to uh, keep the show casual because I think it's, you know, it's one of those um, the topics that need to be explored. We need to talk about the importance of Elmer's. We've lost a lot. We continue to lose a lot. Can't imagine, Steve, um, with the COVID-19, and not to, mm-hmm. not to be a bummer and bring this up, but there's so many people that we're losing right now, mm-hmm. and it's affecting a lot of our older uh, population uh, as a whole, and a lot of our Elmer's, the ones who have really taken uh, hold uh, to, to share this information, to share mm-hmm. their tools and their knowledge, they're, they're on the older side. I mean... You know, I'm I'm fortunate enough, and I guess we should get into it now. Um, what happened for me, and I came to this later on in life. You know, I wasn't like a teenage kid who was just sort of putting around and, you know, oh, golly, with my newsboy hat. I should put my newsboy hat on. Oh, golly, Mr. Steve, let me turn the VFO. Come on. Oh, shucks. <laughs> you know, it, I wasn't uh, that kid. I came along later on. I, I had a career in broadcasting. I still do a lot of production and and those kinds of work, but broadcasting, seeing my father on the CB side. Now, look at here. Christian might have said a bad word there. He said the citizen band. But you know what? For me, radio is radio. Uh, What we do is different than citizen band, of course. Mm -hmm. But a lot of great hams came out of CB radio. Yes, Yes. a lot. In fact, some of the best operators out there and courteous uh, operators came from 11 meters. I mean, we'll, we'll just say it. And let's go back. 11 meters used to belong to the amateur uh, ranks. We had it many, 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 many years ago. And then it was reallocated. So 
But the way I look at 11 meters, it's the farm league of, uh, and you know, we're in the major league here in amateur radio. And then uh, uh, CB or 11 meters is the farm league. And, uh, and a lot of people started there. And if you did, it's okay. Don't listen to the, the, the haters that say, Oh, you know, that's a bad, you know, no, don't worry about it. Radio is radio. So, But and a lot stop of people that talking like stop that talking as if those people who are on CB are not that it doesn't have a purpose for one mm-hmm. and that these people are something lesser than than amateur radio exactly. operators with license. Stop that. Uh, that's just silly. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it it uh, doesn't help us grow. You know, we could either and it's not about conversion. It, it could be, you know, let's help these people if they want to. I know a lot of there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad in everything. Everything. I mean, some of the worst, some of the worst offenders on the, on the bands on, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll touch it. 75 meters can, can get kind of as a, you know, kind of a a crap show down there at times. And, and some frequencies or, you know, neighborhoods can be a little rough and they're longtime amateurs. And, uh, it's just, it is what it is. But I have run into a lot of people on the on the bands over the years that have uh, uh, came from the ranks from 11 meters. That's where they got started and they got their foot in the door into radio and the bug bit them. And uh, for a long time, the, the biggest barrier was the code. And when we eliminated the code and that's another hot topic is the no code, but it's getting less and less these days. Um, and now they've joined us in into the ranks of the amateur radio. And uh, so if you got to start there, don't worry about it. Don't let the naysayers say anything different. I, you know, ran into a few here recently that are newly licensed, came from the ranks of uh, 11 meters, still had some of the lingo from there because, you know, we kind of have our lingo here in amateur radio. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It uh, I just kind of chuckled a little bit. Uh, it was like, oh, that's so cool. And it was like, no, that's your style. You operate the way you operate. And uh, you're you're welcome in our big tent. And uh, we're glad to have you here. And so don't, I mean, don't that, worry about it. That wasn't intended to be a rant. But the reason I came to amateur radio and the ham radio side is because my father had a CB radio. He had a quad antenna on our row home in Baltimore. And I've mentioned before, he would click his D104, which this is not his, but like this. And it had a squeeze handle on the, on the I'll call it the shaft. Uh, <laughs> because everything has to be dirty and polluted. I mean, that's 100 watts in a wire. What are you going to do? Um, nobody's listening. Nobody cares. So anyway, he would key up. And it also had one on the base. It had the uh-huh. base. You could squeeze it and you could push down on the on the base. It was a two mechanized type of structure on his d104 but when he would do that the lights would flicker in the house tv would scramble the neighbors would bang on the walls i mean we grew up in a you know pretty um modest means if you will but anyway because he exposed me to this as a as a kid um it it lent it it took me into broadcasting and then around 2012 i um I wanted to find out how the other side of this microphone worked. I wanted to learn how antennas worked and propagation and the things that he was interested in, but didn't have enough time because he 
you know, he's raising a young family and we're struggling and the modest means and come, you know, all this. Um, so I, I came to it through my father, the exposure to CB, and then I got licensed. Had I had um, needed the code, I would have learned the code to get by um, and, and get through it and, and have done what I needed to do. It just at the time I came along, it, it wasn't required. Um, so anyway, um, so my father was probably my first exposure, my first sort of mentor in Elmer and the immediacy when he would key up. And even if it was just local CB stuff or he would talk to a trucker on the road, the immediacy of it, it was like, wow. And it's kind of like we're here today that, that we can have a chat and f- folks can join us here. So he was sort of my first entry and it kind of came through CB. And I'm, I'm proud of the fact that, you know, he exposed me to that. He cared about that. Uh, we may have had a grounding issue with the lighting. I'm not, I'm not sure why our lights flickered and our neighbors hated us. But he tried. And that wow. exposure kind of got me uh, into the game, uh-huh. uh, if you will. Uh, much later, I'll have to go into that after we'll take a, we'll take a little break here in a second. And, and we'll come back and kind of reset. But this is a day of uh, sharing stories about our Elmers. And uh, when we come back from the break, we'll get into Steve. Uh, somehow he got involved in all this stuff. He's got a career that involves radios and towers and all sorts of uh, interesting things. I want to hear your stories uh, as well. And you can post some things in there. I want to see the call signs of the people who helped you along. This is a day where we'll celebrate, um, you know, the people who really helped us. And we'll take a break here. We'll come back in a minute or so, and we'll talk about your Elmers and Elmering and teaching and mentors next on 100 Watts and a Wire. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is the ID52A. It's a larger radio, a larger color display, and louder audio. This VHF UHF digital transceiver is much more than a replacement for the ID51A, but it's a new way of communicating. The color display is 2.3 inches for exceptional viewability, and the audio is 80% louder. This multifunction dual-band D-Star transceiver supports DR mode for easy access to local repeaters based on internal GPS information, as well as terminal and access point modes. The ID52A also has Bluetooth for audio and data control providing improved mobility and control. Visit icomamerica.com for more information. If you're new to the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com to get your own 100-watt ID. We share these during Sunday evening HF nets. We also share them during operating events or just general QSOs. Let us know your name, your call sign, and your email address And in a few days, you will be sequentially issued your own 100-watt ID. Everything is free to you. Very simple to do. Visit 100wattsinawire.com, click the Gathering tab, and get your own 100-watt ID. All right. There we go. So that was a a little bit of that. Let's talk about... uh, Let's hear a little bit of your audio here. I'm going to report your audio is a little low, Steve. So we're going to mine's gonna, a little low. Well, we'll yeah. just bring it. We'll just bring it up a little bit, and we'll okay. go from there. All right, maybe that'll be a little bit better. Cool, 
cool. Hopefully that'll work out. And I was yeah. kind of backed off the mic anyway. So okay, cool. So we're talking about El uh, Elmers. We're um, we're celebrating the Elmers, our teachers. I guess there's some talking about the word Elmers. You know, I've heard some interesting conversation about using this term Elmer. So many people don't really understand where it came from, but it's sort of a tradition in ham radio that yeah, we call our teachers Elmers. What do you know about the word Elmer itself? It, it's as far as I know, it's, it's basically limited here to the hobby and to amateur radio. And now the, the start of it, I'll be honest, I don't know where it came from. I'll have to look it up and, f and find out. But it's been one of those uh, terms that have been used forever. To Elmer, the Elmer to be, you know, to be our mentor and uh, and guide us. But, uh, yeah, you don't see it in any other hobbies or uh, or that I know of. But uh, it's unique. I mean, that comes back to that. You know, we kind of have our, you know, ham speak. And that's, you know, one of them. You know, like high high. A lot of people use high high uh, in voice, but it was mainly set up during you know for in the CW uh, realm that uh, to you know be the that's the CW version of LOL in the mm -hmm. in the new social media texting world that we're in right now. So I think a lot of the Q speak again different topic here, mm -hmm. but we're keeping things casual and it's just going to flow as we celebrate Elmer's teachers, mentors, however you want to phrase that. But I, I don't think it's necessarily that we don't need to change the language. You know, it's it's tradition mm -hmm. you can keep it. But I have heard people talk about how that word sounds, you know, for me, I'd rather stop using so many so much Q speak on voice more than you know we do qs we find ourselves in crutches when it comes to mm -hmm. qsl or is that okay Q you know what i mean or yeah, we're we, gonna it's okay so i i'm a very much a to each their own you know but i i don't think we need to take away our traditions do what you want to do but i could see where if you were new to ham radio that some of the q speak may be a little confusing to you mm -hmm. at, at first so maybe that's something just to think about as you're trying to expose new people. You know, my kids know what 7-3 means, and they, they know what QSL means. But, you know, QSY, QSB, QRM, QRN, QRNS, you get to like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what this is about. You know, and it's not that they don't have the capability, but we, we sort of have these crutches, you know. And I think in the early days of exposing people, common language might be, you know, it might it might be good and useful, but do what works uh, for you. Some comments uh, on the and Steve, if you had something, just jump on in there. Uh, Paul says, "Yep, uh, CB is where he learned. He can uh, tune an antenna. Still has a SWR meter just for eleven meters. Nineteen sixty four. It all changed. He passed his test in amateur radio, and his nice. uh, first call sign was WN2LST. Cool uh, call sign there." Uh, Marty says, "Dad's dad's our lights flickered because the amp pulled too much juice." I can't even say that he had. I have a photograph. I'll have to share it with you guys. Um, I shared it with uh, Ham Nation one time many years ago when uh, I was on that show, and it's just my dad in front of his. I, I doubt he even had an amplifier or any other, anything the like that. Original two based uh, eleven meter radios. Back when it was, you know, twenty three channel edwin he uh edwin says he uh started in 1980 a cb uh cb enthusiast mm -hmm. did some 
a substantial DX on 11, novice in Europe. My Elmer is uh, PD2MVE, okay? Good for you. I hope you, you can start right. in on it. So let me go ahead and uh, talk about my, my beginnings a little bit because it actually dovetails into why 100 watts in a wire is actually a thing. So, you know, in the early days, I didn't know. I knew the tests I needed to take. You can look up a lot of information online, you know, and you figure out what test you need to take, where you need to take it, that sort of stuff. You can figure out a lot on your own, and the Internet could be many Elmers, you know, many uh, people's Elmers come online. You're lucky if you find somebody who, who cares to teach you. But in the early days, I was leaning on a couple of people pretty heavily. Now I just lean on Steve and he's like wishing somebody would step up here and take the load <laughs> off my, nah. so the early days I was asking a lot of questions of a couple of people, a couple of people that were in my area. And I thought, man, I am, you know, I did everything that was required on the test, you know, but the real practical learning I believe happens after that test. We fulfill that FCC um, need you have to do that for them to get your license, but then you mm -hmm. start to really understand or get confused. For in my case, it was like, oh, geez, you know, I'm buying your first radio, buying that first HF, what antenna, and how do you tune? All this stuff may have been on the test, but maybe you memorized some of it. Anywho, I'm leaning on a couple of guys pretty heavily, and I, I was like, I kind of need a repository of communication, a place where I can sort of ask questions. And here comes 100 Watts in a Wire. And I talked to some people and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just sort of chronicle my journey through ham radio. And that all happened simply because I was uh, not working nearly enough at the time and not doing much broadcasting. And this was a way for me to, to do that. So I ended up, you know, journaling what was happening with me created this community back in the 1800s it seems like now <laughs> where people can talk we kept it to a nice balance where you weren't hit over the head a lot of groups i'd go to and say hey how do you get you know your swr whatever it was that was on your test right you run into this and i, I want to create a place where people are like okay let's look at that we're, we're patient there's elmers and things that are happening because the guy's I couldn't just go over to their place. I was emailing them anyway. So it was kind of a digital m mentoring. Um, so that's kind of how the inception of this whole thing started was needing enough information and needing other people to kind of tap into. And, and it still goes that way today. We're still, I still ask questions. Now I'm curious what other people are doing, you know, where they are with their, antenna tuning and their projects and that sort of thing. So it's changed for me a little bit as I've started to gain a little information. And then uh, today it's appropriate for me to thank Steve because Steve is my main Elmer mentor teacher in this. He, I'm sorry. He doesn't <laughs> claim me, but I claim him. I'm like, Steve made me do it. <laughs> ah, Steve. Or it's, you know, luckily the texting but thank oh, you, Steve, oh, for your welcome. patience and dealing with me. And now we just communicate all the time, and it's like a flow of information. But in those well, early days, in you know, keeps me active and you know, staying on top of things. And then there's a lot of things that you know, it's like, oh God, I don't, I don't remember that, or mm, let me look into that one, and trying to figure out. And it's it's a two way street, being a, you know, Elmering and helping, and it's you know 
kind of play, uh, paying it forward or giving back into the hobby that's given to me. And, uh, and for us that have, you know, been in the hobby for a while, we need to keep doing that, pay it forward and, uh, and help, uh, others. And, there, and there's people out there that don't want our help. They don't want it. They want to, you know, they want to learn by trial by fire and that's fine. That's okay. But we need to be there and, um, and be ready to help. And I've seen so much with some great knowledgeable people in, in some, you know, amateur related forums where the first thing out of their mouth is like, well, that, you're an extra class. You should know that. And it's like, oh my gosh, really stop. Just stop it. They passed the test. They met the basic requirements, but now they're trying to put it into practice and you want to, you know, bust their chops because they, they're asking a question because no question is stupid and keep asking because the curiosity is there and they're going to go and then eventually they will pay it forward and they will keep the hobby going. And, um, but it's, uh, that's, you know, that's what we need to do, especially us older guys that have been in the hobby for a while. It is our responsibility to pay it forward and, and bring in the new people and teach them what you know. You're not going to know everything. I don't know everything, but what we do know, we pay it forward and we teach. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember, I think, um, man, we've done a lot of things on the show. It's been a, a way for us to give back a vehicle to give back. We've given away radios. We'll give away antennas. We'll give away another one today. You know, it's, we're answering questions now and creating a repository of things where people can go back to So YouTube is becoming a tool for us. It's a um, where you can go back and create a playlist and it's just going to be questions and answers. So somebody can go back even after this all fades away. If YouTube's still around, you'll be able to go back and go, what was that thing about web SDR? And it'll come up and it'll be a resource uh, for you. So that that's a great feel good thing. The other thing I like is actually engaging. Um, you know, here's like, Ian, he's one of our net controllers. He says, but Christian, this kind of situation exists in any hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, each one has its own lingo and the newcomers of the hobby should learn. And Q codes do provide common language that is understood globally. Mm -hmm. It's a fair, it's a fair point. I just don't know that Q speak is what we need to do at the very beginning, you know, instead of saying, okay, we're going to say, we're going to say goodbye. Now we'll say 73, which means regards. It comes from, it all teaches. Mm -hmm. but um q speak to say the media on field day those people have no interest they're out there to cover a story it's their beat it's their assignment to go out and go what's going on today oh you're going to go out and do the amateur radio story meanwhile all these stories are the same every story you see about field day is cut and paste uh there's no real kind of and you know and so using q speak is good relevant do it fine but i think there's a time and a place when we're dealing with the media covering field day q or speak is, is people is outside the hobby that yeah uh, so new you... people coming in it may just be a little that's all i meant uh, by mm -hmm. that Ian. i'm not saying let's get rid of anything at all keep it i want to keep the traditions but if i say elmer i want to be your elmer to somebody new they're gonna say elmer it's a look it up sort of thing they may understand uh, teacher or mentor, you know, that's more universally understood. So anyway, it's just a, it's a language thing, you know, something to think about here. 
Uh, you're welcome to share your stories and your thoughts here. There's a lot of comments kind of blowing through here right now, and I, I know I'm not getting to to all of them. But uh, if you want to go ahead and post, Steve, uh, your tell us about your your Elmer's your Elmer stories. Thank you for all those great CB comments, Steve. Uh, back in the early days when you first got into it, uh, part of your trade requires you to know a lot of different things too. But maybe not at that time when you got into it. Who were some of the people that you remember giving you a, a hand up? Um, when I was getting involved with repeaters and, um, and so I was looking towards the land mobile, uh, profession and ended up in the telecommunications profession for utilities, but just still there's a, a huge land mobile, uh, component to it. So, and, you know, 18, 19, 21 going through, you know, college and, uh, dealing with that, um, I was involved with a lot of amateur repeaters and, uh, I would climb towers and, uh, wood poles and whatever to get up there and uh, do antenna work. So I started getting exposure on that and then, and then got exposure with the, um, with the equipment itself and two men, uh, Two people that I consider mentors or Elmers uh, in my early days, and unfortunately they're no longer with us, uh, is Ray Thill, uh, WA9EXP. Um, used to live in the Chicago area and then relocated to um, to Southern California, worked for ABC Network and um, was in the audio uh, section. And uh, he uh, taught me a lot. And, and then uh, another gentleman, Fred Deeg, uh, and, and 6FD, uh, another huge influence, and others. And, uh, but those two are just, you know, right off the bat. And there was many others in the, the Southern California repeater, VHF, UHF uh, realm that uh, helped along. Because my, my focus at the time was getting into this communications industry uh, which i've spent the last 30 some odd plus years or 40 <laughs> coming up on that no almost 40 and uh so they were a huge influence uh, on me in that so it um and they they were patient they they took uh you know a young person and myself and uh, uh, my best friend that i grew up with him and i did it together and uh and Jim now runs the um, the uh, big communications group uh, for the city of Glendale, and uh, it's been a uh, uh, you know we've we've benefited from that from these guys teaching and being patient with us and taking us under their wings, and uh, and now it's my, it's my turn, and uh, in my job I have you know I try to bring in guys in the in the professional side and teach them and bring them along to be successful after, you know, I retire and, uh, and then they take over the reins. And that's the same thing I want to do here in the hobby is just, you know, give back and, uh, and teach if, if possible, you know, if, if you're willing, there's some that, you know, they want to, like I said earlier, they don't want to, uh, they don't want to be Elmer. They want to learn it their way. And, and that's fine. It's uh, we all learn in, in different ways. And as, uh, as a mentor or, try to be a mentor to, you know, give that information when they need it and, uh, and trying to be patient. It's, uh, being a, a Elmer is, uh, it, you work at it and, um, 
you get the same question over and over again. And it's like, it is great. And it's to me, it's like, okay, we talked about this before, but did I communicate it inefficiently? Was there another way for me to communicate? So it, you challenge me, Christian, which is awesome. I love it. And, uh, it's, it goes back and forth. So you no. wait till I get out there to uh, Washington State. I'm going to challenge you. Tickle fight. <laughs> Wrestle around underneath your towers. Let's, uh, we're going to be wrapping up uh, side one here in just a bit. But look at this. We've got a newbie. I look forward oh, to having my own call sign. Cannot thank my Elmer enough. Uh, Nancy, yes. uh, please join the 100 Watson Wire community uh, and poke around a little bit. Well, Nancy, uh, did you have you taken the test yet? Or it sounds like uh, I'm going to read into that and mm -hmm. looking forward to uh, uh, you might have taken the test and you're just waiting for the call sign to get issued. But uh, if not, good luck on the test. And we're looking forward to, to having you in the ranks. Yeah, that'll be cool. We'll have you. Uh, she says, thank you. And people are uh, Elmering her. Uh, the, the community on Facebook, there's a lot of questions rise, answers fall. It's it's ongoing. People sharing projects, a lot to learn. You can use a search to go back and maybe find a topic that people have discussed. And uh, a great moderating team there. Uh, we keep that riffraff to a minimum. We don't have people are not attacked in our group. And if they are, those people just don't, they don't stick around. They don't come back. It's very self-policing too in the way that it's a friendly group and it's okay to not know everything. And that's kind of the original intent. That's the integrity of uh, the original intent of why I created this um, community. If you will, I didn't create the ham radio community. I just, uh, we have a slice of pie in it where it's all right not to know everything. And it's, it's okay. Come and ask a question and it's okay. And this show, we talk about a lot of different topics of interest and uh, it's a two way communication so we have uh, we've reached the end of side one. We're going to take a uh, about a minute break here and uh, come back to you. We have so much to talk about. We have questions uh, to get through, which is one of my favorite parts. We're still celebrating our mentors. We're going to put this official day. I've deemed it so I can find my damn wig and that and, hammer uh, thing. I'm going to find that in the break. And one other thing before we go, yes. and uh, just as important, if not more more important than the Elmers, is recognize our volunteers that are doing our examinations, the VEs. They, they come out and donate their time and to get us our light, you know, give us our tests to pass. And uh, they're just as important as our, uh, as our Elmers. Um, in a lot of cases, they are our Elmers and also wearing the VE hats. So let's not forget our VEs. They're really integral into our, into our hobby. Back in the day when I started, I had to go to the FCC office and uh, it wasn't pleasant. It was very stressful and they were not friendly. It's like going to the DMV or, you know, any other government agency. They, so thank your VEs for yeah. taking the time out. And, and that's uh, something volunteering. that we can do. We mm -hmm. can do that. If you're, you can, you can become a VE up to the class below the one you're in. So if you're an extra or if you're a uh, general, I guess you can give the test to up to the up general, general license. I remember uh, taking my extra. I don't think I've ever told this story before, but since you mentioned it, it's, it's a quick one. And I was a little stressed out. I mean, there was a lot of information on that extra test when I, when I took that and it's, it's been some years now and I, I have to look at my license to even remember that when that upgrade happened. But I remember going in there with 30 bucks because I knew I could pass this test. I'd studied, I'd given myself six weeks. And um, 
again, all the resources that I have available through the community, uh, Steve, you know, other people to talk to six weeks, I gave myself six weeks and I needed to drill this into me every day. I had to do a little bit every day after four weeks, I was passing the test and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to take 30 bucks. It was 15 bucks to take the test. I brought another 15 in case I flunked it. I would take it right then. I was mm-hmm. give it to me again. And I remember the VE. I don't remember his call. It's written on my, on my license though. He was grading it and I was sitting in front of him and it was only like three of us in it. And you're sitting in like almost a classroom setting and he's, he's grading it. And I could see the red. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I passed this thing. I don't know how many, I got a couple wrong or whatever it was, but I see him in the big reds and I'm like, damn it. I'm feeling for the 15 bucks. I'm like, I'm going to go take it again. You're going to get 30 bucks out of me. And he looked up from the test and he gave me like the thumbs up. And the feeling that I got was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted to hug the man. I didn't even know this guy, but it, it was like, Oh, he just gave me this look like you did it. You did it, man. And I'll never forget that. I haven't talked about that on the show before, but uh, thanks for bringing that up. That's a great service and a great, easy way for you to give back as Mm a, you know, volunteer examiner. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back with side two uh, after this. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com. 